This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome to another episode of the Animani Cast. Was a guy named Joe from Kokomo playing that piano rag. He banged the keys with his head in his knees playing that piano rag. He twiddled with his toes and he diddled with his nose playing that piano rag. And when the day was done, he had some fun playing that piano rag. He was playing that piano rag. Where are we? Yes, we're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Animaniacs. We are a podcast dedicated to the Animaniacs. We talk about, well, we talk about the Animaniacs. We talk about all the gags, all the jokes, all the references, all the just cool stuff that is and was the Animaniacs cartoon show. And I am Joey. Hello. And with me, as always, are my brother Nathan. Hi, Joey. Hi. And all the way over in Georgia is Kelly. Hi, Joey. Hello. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. <laughs> and now that we've all said hello to everyone, today we're talking about episode 7 of Animaniacs, which was originally aired on September 21st, 1993. And uh, there's only two major segments in this particular episode. And uh, quite a bit of filler, um, including <laughs> Nathan's favorite segment. Uh. <laughs> Newsreel of the Stars. The Newsreel of the Stars. We started it off with that. And then, of course, the variant verse was again. Here's the show's namey. Here's the show's namey. Yep. Again. Okay. How original. <laughs> the third time. Third time, yes, it was the third time. Three out of seven. We're we're still about fifty percent, mm. <laughs> a little less than fifty percent. <laughs> and then we uh, start off with a tower uh, escape once again. And uh, actually, when I was watching this again, I thought, are they going to do the balloon once again? <laughs> I was like, we've already seen two things in a row <laughs> that we've already seen in just seven episodes. But it was a little bit different. Uh, they escaped through a kind of the center pipe of the of the water tower there's like a flushing mm-hmm. noise and then they escape through the center i actually had to look because <laughs> i've i've seen water towers all my life growing up but i don't know how they exactly work yeah so uh it turns out that that center pipe in the water tower is actually it is used for kind of pumping up water up hmm. into the the water tower or putting it out or something like that so there you go I learned something about water towers today because of this episode. Thanks to the Animaniacs. There you go. Thank you, Animaniacs. <laughs> but we go, we're going to go right into the segments right here, which there's only two. And uh, the first one is Piano Rag. Uh, Piano Rag was written by Nicholas Hollander, directed by Michael Gerard. Nathan. What can we say about Piano Rag? What is this basically about? So, the, there's a piano recital in this episode. Uh, it's very prominent in it. It starts off with uh, Dr. Scratch and Sniff, Ralph, and Hello Nurse are chasing the Animaniacs around the lot. And the Animaniacs sneak into the piano recital. And then they cause all sorts of disruptions. And that's pretty much the whole episode. <laughs> well, they can't. Well, sort of. I mean, there's, there's. Oh. A, it, we'll, we'll go ahead and spoil the ending. What happens? So they, they finally catch the Animaniacs. They throw them in the truck, and then it turns out it wasn't the Animaniacs. So it was actually the pianist. Yes, pianist. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, I said that. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> um. So there we go. So that is our. That is our. Our that episode. I mean, that's. Basically, what happens? They Next cause segment. chaos, and no, <laughs> but it does have some cute stuff yeah. in here, including a, a couple, a couple uh, references I caught to 
uh, other cultural references that I caught to other stuff. First of all, I think we should mention that the voice of uh, Mr. Timpanini, I believe is his name. The voice, I was watching the episode going, okay, this guy sounds familiar. This this is not one of the regular voice actors. Um, and Kelly, do you know who it was voiced by? Mr. Timpanini? There's a Spielberg reference, a Spielberg connection, I should say. Oh, really? Yes. Um, quite a big one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> You're putting me on the okay, spot. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll do, my, I'll do my impression. I'll do, I'll do my impression uh, okay. of, of the voice actor and see if you can get it. Here we okay. go. <clears throat> I am the monarch of the sea. Ah, John Reese davies Yes. <laughs> John Reese davies <laughs> I met him. He tickles. Oh, he tickles? He does. I posed that- for a picture with him and he tickled me and made me laugh. That's, that's strange. <laughs> I I thought he only did it to women, but he did it to my friend Brian too. So he's an equal opportunity tickler. <laughs> I'm not making that up. That sounds cool. It's okay. Ridiculous. He's so funny and nice, but I did not expect to be tickled by John Reese Davies. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever um, expects to be tickled <laughs> by John Reese Davies. No, not me. I I John Reese Davies, of course, is the. Uh, is best known for playing Sala in uh, the Indiana Jones movies. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Asps. Very dangerous. You go first. And uh, as well as, uh, oh, Mr. Dwarf Guy in the... In the Lord of the Gim- Rings, is that Gimli. his actual name? Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. What was his name again? Gimli. Gimli. Sure. Yes. You have my sword, and you have my bow, and my axe. And he was in Sliders. And he was in Sliders, and he was also in a bunch of really bad uh, Sci-Fi Channel movies. <laughs> He's he's uh he's he 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 does lots of movies. In fact, he if, I'll do another po- uh, plug for a different podcast uh, called "The Depths of Netflix," hosted by uh, Dan Brooks and Pablo Hidalgo from uh, Lucasfilm, and they watch a bunch of bad movies on Netflix and then talk about it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so far, at least two, maybe even three of the films that they've watched have had John Reese Davies in them. Um, so if you're a John Reese Davies fan and you want to see some some of his uh some of his work, <laughs> go to the depths of Netflix and uh check out that podcast. It's pretty funny. Anyway, hey. so there you go. John Reese Davies, voice of uh Timpanini. Um well, what are some of your favorite lines, some of your favorite moments of uh, this particular uh thing? Let's start with uh, Kelly. What do you what do you uh particularly like? Anything that stands out in this uh first cartoon first segment well we we referenced it briefly before the show but i i liked it when the warners were jumping on people's laps and saying excuse me and then they said in reverse siblings and then they actually play what they just said backwards yeah um we were talking about that right before the show um there's that moment where he goes okay reverse warner siblings and then they go back and say exactly what (laughs) yeah that's it that's exactly what they said how was that again nathan (laughs) wow you're good i will have to play that back backwards and see what you really said oh don't play that oh okay cussing a lot (laughs) oh no (laughs) sorry we're gonna get we're gonna get an explicit reading this episode uh-oh. But um, I do want to uh, give a plug-in for uh, an Animaniacs fan out there. Uh, Pika Sky, I believe is how you pronounce this. And uh, it's P-I-K-A-S-K-A-I. I, Pika's Kai? Whatever. Uh, you have I... a weird name, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but he's he actually put an awesome um, uh, Instagram. He actually has a bunch of different Instagram videos uh, if you want to check them out, everybody, then some of them are really good. And uh, he actually has one that pointed out when you actually uh, put closed captioning on the Warner Brothers as they go back in reverse, the folks who did closed cap- captioning actually did write the words backwards that they said initially going out. So which was nice of the whoever that closed captioning person was. I mean, they could have just written written talking backwards yeah <laughs> but they actually went through the trouble of actually writing the the exact sentences backwards which was cool so excellent uh 
you know, good job there, Pika Sky or Pika's Kai, <laughs> looking out for everybody, finding that little Easter egg right there in closed captioning. We're out of here. Excuse us. Coming through. Make way. Pardon us. Gangway. Gotta go. Pardon us. Coming through. Uh-oh. Hit reverse, Sibs. Where's the Piano Rag has a, a, a quite a few different uh, little cool little jokes and cute little things. Nathan, what do you what what do you notice? It uh, the uh, scene where they're eating popcorn. We get to see Yakko's bag, Wacko's bag. Sorry, with uh, they get to pull out everything out of it again, including I think a candy store. At the yeah, end, there was so. even a candy store at the very end. It, uh, like I don't know how Timpanini was able to hold all that stuff in a is somehow able to hold it all except for he puts one more like jawbreaker or bubblegum thing yeah. on top and he goes crashing through the floor that was pretty cute mm-hmm. um the uh, the one thing that i caught that i'm just going to go straight to the the pop cultural reference uh <laughs> right now is uh yeah wacko hands him he starts chewing bubblegum okay and he blows a bubble and timpanini goes give me that right now and blah blah, blah. gives him the bubble gum and he bashes his piano to pieces and everyone starts clapping. That's probably like the biggest applause Timpanini gets in mm-hmm. the entire episode. I think it was kind of funny that the audience, that it was a packed crowd. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no one, everyone was looking very bored <laughs> for this <laughs> concert that they paid for. Um, but uh, that got the audience really, you know, uh, clapping like crazy and Yakko, Wacko and Dot, all light matches, and they say, Very Pete Townsend esque. Oh, exactly. So, you get that, Nathan? I didn't get it until I looked up who Pete Townsend was. <laughs> yeah, so Pete Townsend, I knew that Pete Townsend, I was like, Oh, so Pete Townsend, like, I, I the name again. I'm, yeah, and I knew the name. I was like, Oh, oh, he must smash his guitar a lot, which he does. But okay. uh, uh, of course, Pete Townsend is a member of the band. Who? 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 Exactly. Who? Oh, oh, that reminds me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Kelly. Y'all, y'all know where this is going. But oh, yeah. um, Woodstock slappy episode. Yes. yes. Oh, I love this. Is the, this is it. the first uh, kind of uh, who <laughs> reference kind of uh, that we get. And, of course, in Woodstock slappy, we'll get another one. Uh, but, yes. So this is another, like, they, Pete Townsend, in the, basically, in the who, mm-hmm. exactly. Ha, ha, ha. But I'm ching. But I'm ting. Yeah. Um, and then, but then they also make kind of a. I think they called it the dog pound of Arsenio Hall. They go, hoo, 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 hoo. Hey, what's up? That's something that could go over the heads of some kids today when you know it's over my head it was so. over your head i think they actually said who 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 like oh, that yeah okay so you kind of perhaps who? do a double joke right there with arsenio hall and pete townsend that was my one uh pop culture-ish thing it's pretty much all. I, but that was to make some <laughs> other connections though i mean i made some forced connections that are that are connections now in, in retrospect like uh hello nurse who I gotta say, Hello Nurse looked especially curvaceous in this particular episode. <laughs> yeah, even Doctor Scratchiness Sniff is hitting on her in this episode. I know. It's, it's like, oh, <laughs> Ralph, you take the back. Miss Nurse, you take my breath away. <laughs> no, no, you take the. And yeah, Doctor Scratch and Sniff does say, that. and I had to rewind that and say, what did he say? Because I actually couldn't understand Doctor Scratch and Sniff that that one line of "You take mm. my breath away." Yeah. Um, but she, uh, rem- it reminded me of Jurassic World because she's running in high heels. Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. So they based the movie off this episode. Yes, exactly. Okay. It all has an origin, ladies and gentlemen. How Spielbergian. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> what other things? Because you know, there's there's some there's some funny stuff in this. I think it was cute. Yeah, I like the music. The uh, the composition was was good. Apparently, it was composed just like after the drawings. That did you read that? The, the whole thing about uh, the I I did read that the he he's mentioning playing a Schubert. He keeps saying now the Schubert. Once again, the Schubert. 
Schubert, he keeps talking about he's going to play this composition, but of course this composition does not really uh, exist. There's a there's a there's another connection there. The uh, the writer um, who wrote the episode again. It was. Nicholas Hollander wrote uh, this episode. Yes, you can see kind of a the the guy who brushes out and then brushes and then pushes in the piano. So when he, mm-hmm. he takes out the collapsed piano and then puts in the that's a that's Nicholas Hollander. That's a caricature of the oh. writer right there, Nicholas Hollander. So that was something kind of cool. <laughs> they did focus the camera on him a lot. I was like, he has to be somebody. So there you go. Um, Kelly, anything that you noticed liked about this particular first cartoon? Um, I I did like the names of the pieces. Like you said, I guess they were entirely made up. Um, but uh, Schubert was a real uh, composer. And then he mentions Ludwig Vaughn. And then it was, I can't remember what the last name was. So it was kind of like a a slight reference to Beethoven, I was assuming. Von Tatzberger's Pavan and Dirge in C minor, Opus 7 and 11. Um, but the, the names of these pieces were ridiculously long, and I tried to look up some of them yeah. to see, yeah. you know, double check that they weren't real and I couldn't find them or I wasn't typing them incorrectly if they do exist. But um, I thought that was kind of fun, just, just the names of the pieces and how um, really stuck up this kid the guy was about you know only you know you have to have a certain mastery to even appreciate the the beauty of this piece and only i can play it regretfully only a sophisticated ear as mine own can fully appreciate the sheer depth of this masterpiece he He was very grandiose yes he he seemed to really kind of like even to have a hatred towards his own audience who couldn't go see him. Yeah. So, uh, You're but, too unsophisticated to understand. Why are you even here? Why am I even doing this for you people? Yeah. Uh, I did have one, the, probably my favorite line in the, in the episode was actually uh, Wacko telling him to pull a rabbit out of his pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, I don't think he's a magician. Sure he is. This is just a setup. Hey, mister, pull a rabbit out of your pants. I remember uh, that from the promos. They would pull, play that line a lot. <laughs> wow. That is, yeah, that is a funny, yeah, it is funny. Um, the one line that was actually kind of uh, confusing to me as an insult was Dr. Scratch and Sniff <laughs> saying, your mother used pampers. I saw that. I was like, yeah. I had to listen to it a few times and go, wait, why is that... <laughs> An insult. I, I couldn't figure that out either. Your mother used pampers. <laughs> so okay, Doctor Scratches Diffus. Maybe he. I don't even know if it was just an insult. Maybe he just knew something about the guy. That's true. He is Could older be. than him, perhaps. So maybe he knew. I knew your mother. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it was a, it was a it was a pretty solid you know first cartoon. Not a lot of extra stuff to talk about, but it was cute. Yeah, it was little. Just fun and little music, you know, to go around with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the second segment right now, which is entitled When Rita Met Runt. And this is written by Sherry Stoner and directed by Michael Gerard. And Kelly, what would you basically say about uh, this particular cartoon? What, what went on? This is the first introductory episode of Rita and Runt. So we meet these characters for the very first time. And Rita has been turned into the city pound. Her owner wanted a cute, cuddly animal. She's just gone through a breakup. She's, I guess, wanting something comforting. And Rita is too uh, too intelligent and just sort of stares at her and like she's better than her or something. And she doesn't like it. It's not helping her feel any better over her breakup. Have a kid, lady. So she turns in Rita, and then um, Runt is a dog who's turned in, and he can't be potty trained. So they both get turned into the pound, and they're in different cells next to each other. And so they end up talking and singing, uh, and they don't realize that one's a cat and one's a dog. Yeah. And then eventually they escape together. And, well, let's see. Rita is shocked to find out that <laughs> Runt's a dog. And Runt still doesn't know that Rita's a cat. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, oh, and, yes. Well, I'll just mention two more things. Uh-huh. Runt uh, talks like 
Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man because mm-hmm. I know he was inspired by that character. Definitely. And um, <laughs> definitely. Twenty. Twenty. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna hit on twenty. Yeah, twenty. Definitely twenty. Uh, three thousand dollars on twenty. Definitely twenty. Definitely twenty. Yeah. And Rita, I I was always um thought it was cool that she's voiced by Bernadette Peters, mm-hmm. who one of my all-time favorite movies from when I was a kid is Annie with Carol Burnett uh, yes. and um, Albert Finney. And Tim Curry is in it and Bernadette Peters. And so that's when I first was introduced to her. And um, I've always been a big fan of her ever since. So I always thought Rita was really cool being voiced by Bernadette Peters. Um, I always liked Bernadette Peters in uh... – in uh in Annie for the Easy Street was the mm-hmm. the big song that they sing really she sings in that which uh yeah I remember watching that as a kid and and going whoa because <laughs> there's that... some <laughs> there's some moments oh well definitely that that some some of the humor in that movie is a little mature and and I I watched that movie a million times as a kid and never quite got all of it but it's yeah. one of my all time favorite movies well one of my favorite Bernadette uh, Peters movies um is The Jerk. Um, That's a great one. <laughs> I I I really do like that one uh, with her and uh, Steve Martin. Uh, she's she's just uh, and certain lines from that uh, just I continually for some reason come up in conversation from now and then. Uh, for example, the uh, do you have a balloon? The the, the line. Do where... you have a balloon? <laughs> oh, no, no. I... Oh wait, yes. <laughs> and he pulls out a balloon. It's already inflated and everything. Yes. Turn sideways. Okay. And put a balloon in your mouth. Do you have a balloon? Uh, no. Oh, wait, yes. Okay. Is it in your mouth? Uh huh. Now throw them good and hard so they'll stick. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, I miss. Honey, you did good. Um, um yeah, yeah it, she's she's really in that movie just it shows like her some of she's already a fantastic singer. Um but in that movie it really shows off some of her her comedy. Uh she plays <laughs> such a crazy woman in that. Uh and then of course she was one of my first introductions to her really singing other than Annie was actually, I remember in middle school, uh, my chorus teacher played for us, uh, the production of into the woods and she played the witch in that movie. Uh, and of course, and most recently that movie was, uh, played by uh, Meryl Streep yeah. played the witch. And, and I thought, Oh, she did. And Meryl Streep did a very nice job in that, but I really wish that they, could have got Bernadette Peters uh, back for that. You're so nice. You're not good. You're not bad. You're just nice. I'm not good. I'm not nice. I'm just right. I'm the witch. You're the world. Um, by the way, if you uh, have not, uh, listeners, if you have not yet heard uh, Jess Harnell's story about... Uh, Bernadette Peters about him first meeting Bernadette Peters. Uh, check out episode one a uh, to hear a story about that. He basically picked her up and held her mm-hmm. for a little bit, saying she was like a little kid or, so, or like a little doll or something like that. <laughs> so tiny, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so he has a Jess Arnell had a very funny story about that, and a very funny story about meeting Steven Spielberg for the first time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So Jess Arnell, uh, he's a wacky guy. I love Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. Wait. <laughs> I just had to, I just had to throw out that for the new listeners who oh, may for, not know. Oh yeah, there you go. We yeah. have to yeah we have to hit certain things. If you, you know. just tuned in, yes, halfway <laughs> through this episode. Uh, by the way, you should rewind to the beginning of the episode. Yeah, and hit to, that. Yeah, listen to the beginning of the episode. Yes, <laughs> and then when you get to this part, then you'll be caught up. It's good. Good. All right. Good. Good. We got that straight. Well, uh, speaking of the jerk, I felt like there was almost a reference to the jerk with Runt's name. Uh, he said, I, I caught that. Yeah, he's like, oh, my, my master called me stupid. My name's Runt, but my master calls me stupid. What a nice guy. 
in the syndicated version, at least. I in mean, the syndicated version of the jerk, um, uh, Steve Martin's character uh, Navin uh, calls his dog uh, stupid because one of his it's a long story, but basically somebody suggested that he call his dog stupid. And Steve Martin's character is so dumb that he doesn't know that that is it's bad. Like sarcastic. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Like... But growing up as a kid, I I thought that was r- really the the dog's name in the movie until I saw later the unedited, <laughs> uncensored version. Yeah. And then I'll I'll just give you a hint: uh, the dog's name is not stupid, although it is something else that starts with an S. So there you go. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. But yes, I did. T- I did. He- I did catch that too, and I was like, "Is that a reference to the jerk, or is that just because I'm hearing Bernadette Peters and I'm See, thinking of the jerk?" Yeah, I don't know, but that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought that too. Well, you're not alone, at least, Nathan. Um, yeah. So, but it was pretty good. I probably. Um, what are? We- I'll go to you guys first, Kelly. You introduced the segment. So, what do you? What were some of the highlights that you particularly liked in this uh, cartoon? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Be nice. I. I'm just not that much of a fan of the read and run episodes. Yeah. You know- so um, I didn't really take a whole lot away from it. <laughs> I, um, yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't even really like her song. It reminded me of some other song somewhere though. Did, is it based on a real song? I know a lot of, a lot of Rita songs are kind of inspired by, show tunes and and different things like that but did y'all get the same sense i did get the it, it did get the sense that it was based upon kind of a um off beat like the beat to it wasn't a standard kind of uh kind of thing uh it, i agree this I, I will say this about the song the animation i thought was pretty cool mm-hmm. during yeah. that although there was one scene where the bars were gone and then you see the shadow of the bars still. I'm like, what? Uh-oh. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Yeah. When oh. she's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm leaving. So just whistle if you need me. And you can see on the floor there's still bar shadows. Oh, where there should not be. <laughs> oh, burn, burn oh, but... <laughs> to <laughs> you, cartoonists. <laughs> yeah. It seemed familiar though outside the context yeah. of, the, of the, the show. And I tried to look it up to see if I could find maybe what. Mm-hmm. inspired it or if there was you know if it was a parody of something and I, I hadn't come up with anything there yet. is that little talky part of it but I ain't gonna love them not gonna answer that call yeah and, and the and that part changes uh, that I'm no I'm not a, in no way a musical theater expert yeah. I know that Bernadette Peters is uh, considered to be a Stephen Soundheim uh, kind of protege or expert or whatever you want to call her. Um, so I thought that it might have been a little bit of that because I know that like Into the Woods has some talking moments where they don't sing necessarily, but they have to talk at a certain beat and a, you know, a certain inflection and everything like that. So I thought maybe my could have been a little bit of Stephen Soundheim, but um, listeners, I don't know. Hey, if you, if you have any kind of ideas of what you think it, that song sounds familiar to you. Hey, send it on over to us via Facebook or Twitter, and we'll uh, share it out with everyone else. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm much more an Andrew Lloyd Webber fan than Stephen Sondheim. So, I so can't... Andrew, Andrew Lloyd, Lloyd Webber. Webber. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. I like how we both. Yeah, we we listen to comedy bang bang. <laughs> so <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins comes on as yes, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. He's a lord, Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's who I am. You can just go through all of, just go through Comedy Bang Bang's library and just find anyone's with Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, that'll be funny. And you'll find anyone with uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber is a hilarious one. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, the anime, probably the highlight for me was probably that the animation, just the, how the floor changed mm-hmm. to, you know, and they did like 360 shots you know it was yeah, pretty ambitious shadows and the, and the mm-hmm. floor changed into the couch and then it melted down and i thought that was oh, yeah. that During was kind of cool yeah the animation of that was probably the highlight for me um because when it came to laugh out loud stuff there I, wasn't much it was cute but yeah. i'm with you kelly i mean rita and runt growing up i mean one of our our listeners <laughs> said uh, a while ago on twitter that the uh Mindy and Buttons segments were something like they said, okay, it's time to get a snack. But for me, it was definitely Rita and Runt. Um, definitely, 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 definitely Rita and Runt. Um, cause I, yeah, I just, I, 
I don't know. I, I like Bernadette Peters. Mm-hmm. Um, you like Rain Man? I, I will. I do. I, I grew up. I saw Rain. I saw Rain Man when it was first out with my grandmother. Of all people, I don't think she realized she was taking me to an R-rated film. <laughs> but yeah, because there's one, there's one particular scene that it's like Tom Cruise and his girlfriend are in bed, and it's like, okay, uh, I'm here, I'm seven, eight years old, my grandmother's sitting next to me, and I feel incredibly awkward right now. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, I mean, I actually used to growing up, my mom used to love my, uh, used to always do a Rain Man impression of my mom a lot. It was so hilarious. Um, but I will say this, I did like this segment, I think more than I did originally as a kid. Um, and there was, there was little gags in it that I, I thought they were kind of cute. Like when Runt escapes and he, he basically just bashes through the brick and leaves a hole. I thought he was just squeezed through the bars, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that she had taken out, but they just bashed through, um, the guy, you know, I have a government job, you know, that kind of stuff. I hate There's... government work. I hate government jobs. So that stuff was cute. Um, I, and, and do they gas dogs and cats? I always thought they gave them shots. I don't know. I was like, I, I don't know what they do with this pound, but they're gassing the dogs. I was like, that's not right. I mean, that's what Rita says they're going to do. So what does yeah. she know? She's just a cat. <laughs> uh <laughs> I I do like the uh I thought they did a good depiction of a cat and a dog, you know. I thought I was like, "Oh, it's pretty accurate." Yeah. Um, yeah. Nathan, you, you have a you have two cats. What do you yeah. And Kelly, do you have dogs? I do. And uh I have dogs. Mm-hmm. Nathan, does the so the animation in your opinion very yeah. cat-like. And cats are very uh, you know, I don't know, looking down at me and judging me all the time. Right now, I just know they're in the other room. They're just in, they're just the listening. Office. They're just listening, and they're sending us bad reviews on iTunes. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have just... to go through and delete them. <laughs> it's so much work. Um, uh, the Animaniacs showed up in this episode, and Rita and Runt were in the previous segment. Yeah, so that's kind of so... a, a, a twist on things because Rita and Runt so far have done, I believe, three yeah, cameos. Think... They were in Nighty Night Tune. The show. The Desanitizing, yes. Is that was the episode, the segment. Was yes, desanitized, and then they were in uh, this particular, uh, just right here before Piano Rag. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So now the Animaniacs get to do their little kind of singing in the rain esque kind of cameo. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, that was pretty much it. <laughs> and now it's time for the results of the last Twitter poll question. Listeners were asked which hashtag Animaniac segment below is the best. 13% said Mime Time. 15% said the Randy Beeman Kid. But with a dominating 72%, listeners said that good idea, bad idea was the best Animaniac segment. And based upon those results, it sounds like it was a bad idea to have that as a question. That's just my opinion. Well, well, let's listen to the new question for this week. Those were our Twitter results for the week. And, it, you know, not really a big surprise that, for me at least, that good idea, bad idea, good idea, bad idea won. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan? I voted for it, too. You voted for that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelly, which, which of those uh, three choices did you uh, prefer? Which of those segments do you like the most? Uh, I'll say good idea and bad idea as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's really uh, you know, it's a it's a good classic kind of thing, and um, I don't know, I don't. It was really a no contest kind of thing for for me as I well. Guess. I mean, uh, I I considered the mime time just because I learned some miming moves from it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's how you act like you're climbing a ladder <laughs> or getting blown by wind. But yeah, I was <laughs> ultimately funnier was you know. Good idea, bad, bad idea. All right. So that is the winner for this week. And we have uh, coming up next week, we have the one of the most classic episodes of uh, Slappy and Skippy Squirrel. And that, of course, is Bumby's Mom. And if you've this is going to be kind of a spoiler alert, but Skippy cries a lot in this movie. He is traumatized quite a bit in in the movie, in the uh, cartoon Bumby's Mom. So 
I was wondering what kind of movies today or even in the past uh, would Skippy cry to today? What would be a movie that you would not want to take Skippy Squirrel to because he would just start crying? So that's what I asked you guys. And we're going to take a vote mm-hmm. and we're going to see which one of the which one of the films would Skippy cry. I'm going to say the most in because he'd probably cry in all of them. That's true. If it's traumatic. But which one would <laughs> produce the most gallons of tears? I'm going to say. <laughs> so, Kelly, do you have a movie in mind that you think Skippy would just lose it in? Well, uh, nowadays, it's still a, a little bit of an older movie, but it, it's certainly more contemporary than, than the ones he was watching in the episode, um, or the, the ones that they were parodying. But uh, I think Marley and Me, because that one oh, killed yeah. me, that I just, I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> I still have not seen Marley and Me, just for the fact that I know that it doesn't end well for Marley. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, I don't <laughs> think I want to see that movie. Yeah, why would I want to see that? Like, what? I know dogs are awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it in the theater, and I I'd read the book and knew what was going to happen, and I just I went to a special place in my mind and started singing Yakko's World in my head. <laughs> I was like, I can't watch it. I I got to focus on something else. That's one trick right there, ladies and gentlemen. If you're going through a traumatic experience, just sing the Nations of the World. It really Yakko. diverts your attention. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Nathan, what about you? What's a movie that you think that uh, Skippy would just lose it in? Well, I'm just going to go with the classic of Up, I think. Just... You stole my idea. Oh, okay. Oh. I just, that that intro, no talking even. It just It's just so sad. It just, I don't know, kills me every time. But, I mean, there's other ones I could name easily if yeah. you need to name something else. But <laughs> Well, since you stole Up from me... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go to a different one. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to one that's not going to win. I can tell right now, but uh, who knows? It depends on how many Star Wars fans out there. Are you? Uh, but there's You're a... about to say the one I think I was going to say next. Okay. Well, it, it, I had two sad moments in Star Wars that I can think of. The one that really, I remember, uh, made me kind of do one single tear at was in The Phantom Menace when Qui-Gon dies and, uh, he's telling Obi-Wan, that uh, he has to train the boy, and he goes, he is the chosen one, <laughs> and he dies. And yeah. it was going, I could have done that, or it could have been uh, episode three with, you are my brother, Anakin. <laughs> but I decided to go. You were supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> you were oh, supposed see, to bring I... order to the council. All right, what was your, what's your sad moment in Star Wars? Well, I have two, but the the one I I still am emotionally scarred and traumatized by is um, Force Awakens. We don't we don't like to talk about that. Oh yes, because um, I remember when I saw that in the theater for the very first time, I literally looked away from the screen, and then it started going to the next scene with some, you know, the fighting and everything. I'm like, wait, no, 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 we need to stop for a second because I have to. I I need some time yeah. to, to cope and deal with what just happened. And um, every time I've seen the movie, which is probably, I think about five times in the theater, um, and uh, I just, I lose it every time. I just start I start sobbing when the music starts. Particularly, John <laughs> Williams kills me. That, by the way, that music <laughs> it's oh. very distracting. I was playing the the Force Awakens Lego game, and that music specifically. Uh, <laughs> When well, we'll just say it because if you didn't know by now, folks, come on, really, Han Solo, Han well, Solo skip, gets killed. Skip ahead fifteen seconds. Oh, oh yeah, Han Solo gets killed, and that music that happens specifically when he when he's just about to get stabbed and when he falls down plays oh. over and over in the Force Awakens Lego oh, game. I, I couldn't deal with that. That's and, some tense music. And it's I yeah, it's just meant to be like, oh, this is tense music as we're going through Starkiller Base. And I'm like, this is the music where Han Solo gets killed over. And so I'm like, Ooh. I'm hearing it over and over again as I'm bashing things with my lightsaber and stuff. So Well, it, I, I said there were two. And the other one, of course, is in Return of the Jedi when Yoda becomes one with the Force. Oh, yes. Yes. You know that never that never made me cry as a kid, but you uh, heartless. Person. I know. Well, I just I just thought it was to me. I just I knew what happened. He becomes a blue ghost at the end. I'm like, well, it's not that bad. No, he's <laughs> he's a cute little ghost. <laughs> it also reminded me of the Dark Crystal a lot when the when those creatures in the Dark Crystal. Mm. <laughs> when all the when uh, the uh, when J, uh, Jin's 
adopted father like a dies he disappears but anyway so we're getting off on multiple tangents right now <laughs> so we'll just say the saddest star wars movie and then <laughs> no. the twitter poll can okay uh should we do an all-encompassing uh deaths of star wars no we'll oh. maybe <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast yeah that's another i'm just i'm gonna go with my first one which i know it's not okay. it's not gonna it's not gonna win but it's it, it's gonna be you know what we'll we'll change it because kelly kelly Flip me on it. I'm going to say the death of Han Solo. I think that's going to have more resonance. Write that on Twitter. I'm going to. Oh, it's, I'm, it's go. I'm, <laughs> You'll be the it was first on person Twitter before the movie. Came out. <laughs> You'll be the first person to have written it on Twitter. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it up. I'm gonna get all the the flack from all the two people who have not seen that movie yet. So, um, yeah. So we'll put that up on Twitter. It's uh, the movie Marley and Me. Would Skippy cry the most in Marley and Me? in up or in the i'll just say the end of the force awakens wink wink basically because <laughs> if right. you don't know what i'm talking about then you obviously haven't seen the movie and i'll just leave it at that so go ahead and go over to twitter.com slash to make your voice heard hello listener this is jess hanel the voice of wacko and animaniacs and you're listening to animania cast which is the best thing you could possibly listen to especially if you're not wearing pants i'd love to go on talking to you but i can't because i've got a potty emergency see you later well before we wrap things up and give our uh, the water tower rating we have of course a chase ending at the very end uh where i'm pretty sure the most of the animation is the same as yeah the, the other chase one. ending the latter ending where uh he goes in except for this time when they open up the bag there's a barber chair and they go up into the sky and get off the barber chair the barber chair goes back down ralph tries to do the same thing which honestly ralph at this point they've already gone to the water tower yeah. just let them go in you're trying to get them to go to the water tower <laughs> you've done your job you're... it's not good enough go ralph, home ralph has to get up there too he tries to do the thing, and a giant, huge, two-ton sandbag falls out of falls on him out of nowhere for no particular reason. And it was that was a cute little thing yeah. right there. And of course, at the very end, we end with uh, goodbye, nurse. I believe which they've done that before as well, at least once. Yes. Mm -hmm. So again, this episode altogether. We we did had two new segments, um, and we had some filler stuff that we had seen before, or at least variants of that filler uh, stuff yeah. that we'd seen before. Um, what are your reviews? What are what are your water tower ratings? Um, let's go with Nathan first. Nathan, okay. what do you think? Um, I'm going with one and a half water towers. I know. Wow. Um, hey, my face was going. Ooh, yeah. Take out that beginning part. The, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe I'll come back and but newsreel and stars cut that out. Um, you know, but you know, Nathan, I was just thinking like we were you were talking about newsreel the stars and that's a filler. I looked and I timed it. Newsreel the stars and the Animaniacs theme song. He to put those two together, it's two min two minutes and ten seconds. Yeah, that's a tenth of the episode right there. And I could see that you're, you, I mean, hey. Hey, cut that out 10 times. I got a whole new episode. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So it was, okay. So there you go. So one and a half from Nathan. Yep. Okay. Pretty brutal. Kelly, what do you say? I'm going to be a little kinder and give it two water towers. Okay. And uh, what, what, any thoughts? Why two? I just, it. It wasn't horrible. I mean, it 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 was okay. It was cute, but um, there wasn't anything to me that that stood out as particularly funny. Um, you know, again, I'm not the biggest fan of Rita and Runt. Uh, I really only like Lame as Animals, and that's yeah. that's my favorite uh, episode of of uh, them. But it it was okay. It it wasn't unwatchable by any means. It just it was me. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I mean, I'll give it, I'll even be kinder than both of you together. Okay. I'll give you, two, I'll give it two and a half. Because, again, it it wasn't a bad episode. Um, It it, it kept my attention the whole way through. Mm -hmm. Um, It did not make me laugh as some of the other ones, but it certainly wasn't bad. Um, I would not say this is a bad episode. And, uh, you know, I I thought the intro to, to Read and Runt was actually a lot 
better than I had originally thought it was going to be. Uh, I was not looking forward to it. Um, yeah. But I I kind of liked it. I, I didn't. It, the song, I wish it was a little bit better. I think the the music behind Bernadette Peters was actually, I just didn't, I think that's the part of the song I didn't like. I liked mm. Bernadette Peters' voice. I just think the orchestration behind her uh, could have been redone. I would, like, if I almost wanted, was thinking to myself the second time I watched it this morning, boy, I bet this would sound a lot better if they just did something with the music behind her, like made it a bigger, a bigger orchestration. Instead, it was kind of just snapping. I heard a lot of mm. snap, 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 and I was like, okay, that's boring. So, I don't know, two and a half from me. So, there you go. Um, well, let's move on to something a little more, a little more fun, a little more exciting. We're going to go ahead and talk about some positive reviews that we got. Because we have, in case you didn't know, some contests going on. In fact, only one contest that I'm aware of, actually. Do we have more than one contest? I think it's just one. Just one, but we have participation things. For we have people. more participation. Uh, and again, the contest is, what we're getting is a, a whole assortment of different Animaniacs decals of various shapes and sizes. Uh, we have Pinky, uh, one of Pinky, one of the brain. We have the Animaniacs heads. And we also have one of, uh, called, it says, put a brain in the, put a brain in the White House. Uh, one that I, I put together that's really cool right there too. So. Perfect for the year. Perfect this for this year, yes. Mm-hmm. Where you have to, many people are complaining about. I don't want to vote for either side. Well, you can vote for the brain. Now we got a third candidate. So there you go. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so you you can win this very easily uh, by going to iTunes and leaving us a positive review, and then you will be put into the running, and we're gonna keep it going for a little while longer at least until we get just a few more uh people to enter it in and then we will have enough people to put into a hat and then we'll pull out a winner and then you will win all of those awesome decals that you can just slap on things that you want to slap decals on so nathan we have a couple we have at least what three more reviews that you want to do yeah I guess I can read all three of them. Sure. Well, let's go ahead. These are just three of I'm sure there's even more by the time this comes out. Of so, course. Yeah. But I'll uh, go ahead and read some of these. So um, this one is from Swampy19. Uh, he says, love it. That's a subject. And then uh <laughs> says, great show. Love the recaps and thoughts. You need to get pa- uh, Rob Paulson on the show. Such a nice guy. Now give me my decals. Okay. LOL. Well, there, there you go. So See? There you go. He's demanding of us. He wants not yeah. only Rob Paulson, but he wants decals. Okay, so we'll see what we can do. We'll see about that. No, <laughs> <laughs> Technically, we had Rob Paulson kind of on the show, uh, our our second episode, right? Episode. So we already have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had him singing a song to Kelly. So there you go. Uh, what's another review that we got, Nathan? Um, okay, this is from Rocky2689. It says, a great podcast. That's the subject. Um, oh, uh, it says, a great podcast. That's the subject. <laughs> a great podcast about the 90s piece of nostalgia. Very good chemistry amongst the hosts. That's us. Um, all adding interesting and informative points to what they have to say. I will definitely be listening for a long time, exclamation point. Wow. Probably like an hour, because that's how long... That's how long our show is, about <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, there you go. So probably about how long he'll listen. Uh, and then uh, this one says, hello, podcast. This is from Stephen Brandon. I think it was meant to be read, hello, podcast. Well, I didn't... He didn't put lots of O's or oh. an exclamation point, so, so it just says, hello, hello podcast. Hello, podcast. <laughs> Hello. Uh, this podcast is slowly turning into one of my favorites. After some, slowly, yeah. After some sound <laughs> issues in the first few apps, sorry, Stephen, and some umming and awing. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Over who should go first and who should describe a segment. The three hosts are starting to gel as a unit, and they uh, give great coverage of every Animaniacs episode. There is a great insight into all the references and gaps in each episode, plus great clips from the show and the shows, movies they are parroting. I now look forward to rewatching every episode on Netflix and then listening to the podcast. And please do, Stephen. We look forward to hearing more from you. Very cool. And I have one more positive thing to add that was uh, sent to us uh, via Facebook. 
Uh, now, this is not going to be in the running, by the way, for our for our uh, uh, package. Unless giveaway. they copy and paste it. If into- they copy and paste it in iTunes, it'll be put in. Boom. This is from Jim Rexnick. He has a very interesting last name. And Jim says, I'm not on Facebook much, but this show needs a following. It is fantastic. Give it a listen. If you don't agree, I'll return your money. So there you go. Money back guarantee. That's money great. Money back guarantee. You pay zero and you get zero back. Isn't that awesome? I love it. That's awesome. All right. Uh, well, let's see. And uh, we also have, of course, our Yakko's World uh, thing where you can share out a picture of you and Yakko. We have many, many uh, people who have sent those in. And uh, Nathan, by now, would have posted his uh, picture of Yakko. Yeah, I hope you guys like it. In front of, uh, you post in front of the Paul Bunyan right there. Is that what you're? That's what it is. Uh, There you go. So we have a Paul Bunyan in in Tucson. And uh, so, yeah. So Yakko is in front of Paul Bunyan. Go check him out. And uh, you can just send a picture via Twitter and uh, put the hashtag Yakko's World on it. And we'll go ahead and retweet that and share it out with all of our. all of our followers on Twitter. So join the fun. It's some really cool pictures out there. If you don't have a stuffed uh, Yakko doll, just print up a picture of Yakko. In fact, uh, uh, one of our listeners, in fact, uh, uh, oh gosh, I'm just forgetting his name. The listener you just read his review who... Steven something? Steven something. Put a picture <laughs> of uh, his Animaniacs comic book right there. That, whatever, that counts. Uh, so let's go ahead and give out some contact information. Nathan, where can you be found? Django FT on Twitter. Yep. Django FT. Cause it makes sense. It makes sense. Hey, Django FT. Think Nathan. <laughs> That's right. And Kelly, how about yourself? I'm on Twitter. Yoda princess. Y O D A P R N C S S or Kelly at big shiny Yes. And you can check out Kelly's writings on bigshinyrobot.com as well and as for me if you really want to get in contact with me personally you can say hi to joey in tucson on twitter and of course if you want to get in contact with us uh all of us for the show it's twitter.com slash animaniacast facebook.com slash animaniacast or animaniacast at gmail.com all those different options boy oh boy we're all here for you to say hi if you hi hi nathan Hi. Hi, Kelly. Okay. Uh, so for the Animani cast and Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Mwah. There we go. <laughs> this podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Hey mister, pull a rabbit out of your pants!